Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the third hour of today. It's Monday, October 25th. Dylan's still on maternity leave. We've She's got still, Craig yep, still holding the baby. And Chanel, and we have been commenting. This we is love this, this. These, it's very architectural. It's, it's beautiful. Lean, lean so, your head down so people can see it. So you guys know I like to rock my natural hair sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so the thing is, it's a little wet outside. See how I'm like a chia pet? It grows by the hour. Ah. So if I didn't just do a little situation up That's here, gorgeous. Like we'd it. have love a whole it. thing. So love good morning. Happy yeah. Monday. Yes, yes. How does that take? Uh, ask Bianca downstairs. Okay. <laughs> About 10 minutes. That's right. impressive. You're starting right. There you go. Good morning. Yeah. We've got a great program lined up to start off the week. We've got a brand new series. This is a good one. Yeah. So we're gonna, yeah. The first series we're going to do today, it's called How to Adult. You've heard of adulting, right? Sure. This isn't just for kids. This is for all of us. It's a refresher course on some important topics. So this morning, we're talking about your money, right? Credit, what to do to boost your credit score, saving, all that good stuff. That's and then, right. Then a little bit later yeah. on, we've got Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire, Claire Foy live in Studio 1A. We're going to find out about their new movie about a real-life love story mm -hmm. that is anything but traditional. But that's not all. That's Look not who else all, is live Who do we have? Look who else. Oh, yes. Hey, Diggs. Hey, Diggs. Tay Diggs. <laughs> he Diggs is in, a renaissance man. He was in the hall with his mask on. Yeah. And I walked by. Hey, what's up, man? I love the T-shirt. <laughs> you didn't know who he was? I who he was. Well, I'm glad you spoke. Yeah, I'm glad he took his mask off, too. So. I love it. So we'll talk to Tay coming up in just a bit. But first, We're we want to... talk to Tay about your crush back in the day. You going to talk about it? My crush back in the day. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe that. it's still going on. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about we had a busy weekend. So first of all, let's start with Al. I saw you were living your best life. You were out on the water this week. I thought you were on the water a lot. It was a little chilly. Well, we have a pontoon boat. So, uh, but it, we had good times. Uh, it, like I said, a little brisk. Uh, Deborah Roberts wanted to start a fire on the boat. Oh, whoa. <laughs> can, can you no, do it that? Doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't okay. work. No, it doesn't work. But we had a good time, young Nicholas and I. And so just chilled out. And oh, was, look, Pepper. Pepper, the Pepper. salty dog. Dude, look at Nick's beard. I know. He's like a grown man. Wow. I didn't know he, does he shave? Well, you know what? He wants to shave this weekend. And he, for course, the first time? As a, well, as a, you know, as a black guys can't use the electric no. razor. Right. So we're doing the, the shave shave okay. coming up. Will you document that, his first shave? I don't know. I'll ask him if he wants to. All time. right. Fair enough. How, how about you? Yeah. Uh, Lindsay was traveling for football this weekend, so mm -hmm. I, I, I was a, a single single dad. And um, the, this, oh. Lindsay posted this picture on Instagram because Sibby decided she wanted a hair barrette uh, to go to church. <laughs> and Daddy did his best. Nice. So, so she's FaceTiming with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, congratulations on uh, Dell. Two, oh, oh, that's right. Two touchdowns. Thank you, Al. Oh, that's awesome. Dell had two touchdowns at the game on Saturday. He exciting? loves football. It's like the first sport. That's flag that football. Flag football, yeah, yeah. Okay. First sport that he truly loves. Right. I love that. How about you? Well, How so we have weekend? a common thread with oh. the FaceTime situation, except I was in bed. So this weekend, my husband and I, we were exhausted Sunday morning. Uh -huh. And I was like, I don't want to get up and cook breakfast. I don't want to have to do anything. And the kids are like, come on, please get up and cook breakfast. I was like, let's FaceTime. So I'm down the bottom left. You have headscarf and all in the bed. And my nine-year-old, for the first time, decided to make smoothies for oh, everybody. Wow. So I coached him through how to make a breakfast smoothie from bed. He was so excited, put straws in them, made them for everybody. Oh, that's great. Blueberry, banana, but that was a, a moment in our yes. house. The first time I didn't have to get up and cook breakfast. It looks like he's so already adult. Go. He's adulting. Before that's you know, we'll have, have facial hair like mm. Nick. All right. So glad everybody had a yeah. great weekend. Yes. Hope you had a great weekend as well. We're going to dig into that big story that kept developing mm. over the weekend. We're talking about that deadly accidental shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's new movie, The Actor. Fired a prop gun, shooting two people, killing one of them this morning. We're learning some crew members had expressed safety concerns before the incident. 
And police revealed new details in a search warrant that was released overnight. NBC's Miguel Almaguer continues to follow this story for us. So, Miguel, what, what are we learning about exactly what happened? Well, Craig, that search warrant you mentioned really does give us details in the minutes before, during, and after the shooting that we're now learning for the first time. It says on the set of Rust, Alec Baldwin was given what was called a cold gun, which is essentially a gun that's declared as safe to use on the set during the rehearsal. Within the, the, the affidavit then lays out that the veteran actor was sitting on a church pew, which was on the set there, rehearsing a scene in which he was drawing his revolver and aiming it at the camera lens. Witnesses say, Moments later, they heard a bang and immediately realized that Helena Hutchins, who's the cinematographer, was shot in the chest. She reported having pain in her stomach, took a couple of steps back and then tumbled to the floor. Of course, that immediately sent out 911 calls for help. And that's essentially how the play-by-play -play unfolded inside that church when the shooting happened, Craig. And, and Miguel, we're also learning more about the people who handled the gun before it got into Baldwin's hands and potentially safety concerns. And could anyone face potential criminal charges as a result of negligence? Yes, Chanel, certainly possible. We're told that two people um, were handled that gun at least at some point during the day. Dave Halls is the assistant director that yelled out to, to Alec Baldwin that the gun was cold, meaning again that it was safe. And Hannah Gutierrez is actually the armor, who's the person in charge of the weapons on set. She was 24 years or is 24 years old and talked about her experience on a podcast saying she was relatively new to the job. So, of course, investigators are going to have questions for both of them as this case pushes forward forward and we talk about the potential for not only civil civil liabilities here but also criminal charges guys heartbreaking miguel amelgar for us there in santa fe new mexico miguel thank you all right now we're going to turn to some wicked weather that's impacting millions and millions of people coast to coast we'll start out west forecasters saying this was the most powerful storm ever recorded off the pacific northwest coast a bomb cyclone triggering heavy rains flooding mud and debris slides from northern california all the way into the pacific northwest some folks got more than an inch of rain per hour. Sacramento seeing its heaviest rainfall ever in 24 hours after 218 days of no rain. Wow. Uh, meantime, in the Midwest, severe storms to deal with this weekend. Tornadoes leaving a path of destruction from Missouri into Illinois. And tomorrow, there's a risk for severe weather again in the Midwest, mm. a, a likelihood of tornadoes. And here in the Northeast, we've got the potential for severe storms and flooding pushing in later this afternoon, especially a, a severe risk in the mid-Atlantic states. What's a bomb cyclone? Well, it's when, when a low-pressure system intensifies uh, really heavily, really drops with uh, I think 35 millibars within 24 hours. And mm. so it really, really intensifies and is wrapped very tightly and causes massive, massive problems. My goodness. Okay. Another hot topic coming out of the weekend. All that nasty weather certainly won't help the shipping situation coast to coast, which is two months to go until Christmas, a little over a month until Hanukkah. This morning, the U.S. Postal Service is announcing how it plans to deal with the holiday rush this year, opening new facilities and adding 40 thousand additional seasonal workers and they'll have their work cut out for them this holiday season the postal service is expected to handle more than 50 million packages a day just to give you some perspective that's a 35 percent increase from last year you remember last year yeah. a lot of us didn't get our packages on time so they're trying to prevent that this I wonder year where they're going to all get all those extra people from i know everybody's talking right. about how hard well, it is amazon's hiring like yeah. everyone's hiring tens of thousands of workers i'm yeah. not sure where they're going to find them but uh by the way if you caught the football game the tampa bay game on sunday yeah. you may have caught this a young football fan got an early gift thanks to none other than tom brady himself little boy holding up this sign at sunday's bucks game the sign reads 
Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer. Mm -hmm. Well, Mr. Brady noticed that sign. He went over to give him a hug, and he also gave him his hat. Uh, and the boy, understandably, overcome with emotion. After the game, Brady said, moments like this just really help put things in perspective. Oh, they do. That's wonderful. That's a beautiful moment. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, coming up, our new series, How to Adult When It Comes to Our Bills, Our Credit Score, and Saving Cash. Hey. Our good buddy, CNBC Sharon Epperson, is going to be live with help for all of us. Then later, former Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best is here to talk about breaking down barriers in law enforcement and her hope for policing in America. That, as the third hour of today continues. Good morning. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet. Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film The Aviators now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. We are back with a brand new series. We're really excited about this new series. It's called How to Adult. Whether you're a 20-something, a 40-something, even older, mm -hmm. we could all use a refresher and some everyday life essentials. So we're going to start by talking about money. And here to help us get a better handle on our finances and credit, none other than CNBC senior personal finance correspondent herself, Sharon Epperson is back. Always good to have you. Sharon. Hey, good morning. So let's start with credit. Good to be let's, here. Let, good to be here. Let's mm -hmm. talk about credit, Sharon, because it can be tricky, even dangerous for some young adults especially who've never had a credit card of their own. Is it still a good idea to open a credit card? And, and give us the, the pros and cons. What are the, the best kinds of cards for someone starting out? Yeah, well, for anyone, you need to be responsible, but it is a great way to build credit. And so I definitely think it's a good idea to have one if you can take care of it properly. Another great reason is because instead of using your debit card, you're going to get more fraud protection. It's more secure to use a credit card. And you're also having a good opportunity to put charges on to keep your spending in check. Now, the flip side of that is you can also overspend because you're not using the debit card that has a limit for whatever's in your bank account and you could possibly overspend. That's not great. And if you carry a monthly balance with those interest rates at 16, 18 percent, that can seriously add up. The other thing is misuse on your credit card could definitely damage your credit score. If you miss a payment, if you overuse the card, those are things that can impact your credit score. So it's really important to get the right type of first card. If you think that you kind of need a safety net, a secured card is great because you're actually putting in a security deposit, a couple hundred dollars, that becomes your credit limit. So that's a good way to make sure that you're not going to overspend on that card. Also, if you're a college student, there are many student credit cards out there. You may want to take a look at those because they give you a little bit of leeway, don't require as much credit history, and that could be another great way to start out. And for our viewers who have college students, it's not a bad idea to talk to them about it. No one ever really kind of talked to me about it, and then they offered me a free T-shirt, and mm -hmm. I was like, well, <laughs> okay. 
I still have that one 25 <laughs> years later. Um, also, you mentioned the all-important credit score. This is for all of us this morning. Can you give us the scoop? We know this number is important, but how do you boost it? Well, it's definitely important. First of all, you need to know the range. The range is between 300 and 850. And if you're over 700, you're in a good place. Um, but if you're over 750, 780, you're in a great place. You really want to try to boost that score. And what you want to know is that this is really, really important for not only getting a great offer on a credit card, but getting a great rate on a mortgage, a better rate on your car loan, maybe even getting a job. Some jobs will check your credit history and your credit score to make sure mm. that you're a person that they want to take a risk with. So it's important to know about that. And it's also important to try to boost that score if you can. The main way to do it, the most important thing that the credit agencies look at is that you pay your bills on time. I know it sounds simple, but it's not always simple when you're trying to figure out how to yeah. pay all those yeah. bills. True. Pay your bills on time. And then also, don't overuse the card. Use less than 10% of your available credit. Ah. You're so excited you got this credit card with a great credit limit. You need to use less than 10%. I this out the hard way. I got my score almost to perfect, 849, wow. by using 1% of my available credit. Then a house issue happened, and I put it all on one card. 25% of the available credit of that card, my score immediately went down wow. 50 points. Wow. Wow. But she's still That's around 800. I mean, yeah, but so, she's but doing okay. Because she's sharing up. Right. Come on. Uh, uh, Sharon, real quickly. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I'm under 800 now. I'm upset about that. <laughs> uh -oh. So, Sharon, you know, a lot of these kids, younger people, are using like Venmo or, mm -hmm. or, or Zelle. Does that help your credit or hurt it? Or what, what does it do? Well, here's what I don't like about it. It's hard to keep track of where your money's going. So mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that that's a great way to manage your money. What you want to do is stop using cash. Most people don't anyway. Many people don't. But also stop using those mobile payments. Use a debit card so that you know exactly where your money's going and you can't go any further than that. It's also a great way to keep track of your spending so that then you can fill out one of these free budget worksheets and start working on your budget. Um, and then from there, figure out what do I really need? What do I really want? What are my necessary expenses, what are my discretionary expenses, and what might I have to cut out so that I can plan for the unexpected and save. That is so important. All right, really quickly here, Sharon, we've, we've talked about all the money that's going out and spending and whatnot, but another big part of adulting, saving, or at least it should be. What's the most important thing to know or do to save? Do it. Do it regularly. That's most important. Put the money into an online savings account because it's likely going to have a better interest rate than a traditional bank. Ah. And try to put away at least six months that you need for emergencies. But listen, people are like, six months? I don't have six months to put away. Figure out how much you spend in one month. If you can do that, you're probably very far ahead of the game because many people don't even realize how much they spend. And if you figure that out and can save that amount to start, work your way up to having six months of expenses, save for emergencies, you'll be in such a great place. Oh, Sharon, Start nice. to discipline now. Great That's advice. Good. Thank you, Sharon. And by the way, for more of Sharon's advice, absolutely. Uh, the Money 101 newsletter, it's a fantastic newsletter, it's on today.com, Money 101. And tomorrow, oh, we're, we're going to teach you how to adult in the kitchen, Chanel. <laughs> we're going to give you a crash course Adulting. in your appliances. Okay. Yeah. That sounds interesting. All right, coming up next, a true trailblazer, a trailblazer in blue for you this morning. Former Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best is here live, as you see here, to reflect on her historic career and the future of law enforcement in America. And then later, co-stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Claire Foy are live to fill us in on their new film and the impressive talent Benedict learned for this particular role when the third hour of today 
continues. You don't, you don't. This morning, we are joined by a law enforcement trailblazer opening up on her rise through the ranks and her decision to step away as well. Carmen Best first donned the badge in her home city of Seattle back in 1992, and then in 2018, she became the first black woman to lead that city's police department. Last year, Best resigned from the post following prolonged and sometimes violent protests over the death of George Floyd in Seattle. Best explains that decision in her new book, Black and Blue, Lessons on Leadership, Breaking Barriers, and Racial Reconciliation. She's also an NBC News law enforcement analyst, so staying busy. Good morning to you. Good morning to you all. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Absolutely. Thank you. Congratulations on this book. So we thought we'd talk about the book, but first, just get your take on some of the big stories in the headlines sure, this morning. Sure. So let's start with, obviously, um, your take, first of all, on police officers and unions in the cities uh, around the country pushing back on getting a, the COVID vaccine. What's your take on that? Obviously, you know, you were heading the Seattle Department when the pandemic began, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who are concerned about if you push this, we'll end up having shortages in cities where that's the last thing we need. It is the last thing we need, but we also have to take care of everybody's safety. It makes me very sad to think that officers won't get the vaccination. I mean, you put on every day, you put on a ballistic vest, you know, you put a taser, uh, you know, all sorts of things to protect the public yeah. and to protect yourself. So why wouldn't you take this extra measure to protect your family, to protect the thousands of people that, you know, law enforcement contacts every single day and to make everyone safer? So I, I, I respect people's, you know, personal rights and opinions. But it's so important that we, you know, get through this pandemic mm -hmm. and that people take the vaccination. So, Carmen, the Brian Laundry uh, case, you know, with Gabby Petito, people are just, I think, fascinated. And also, at the same time, kind of dumbfounded that he was off the grid for so long. Turns out he was right near the beginning, the opening of this park. Uh, what's your take on this? And, and where do you think the investigation goes from here? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, you know, one of the critical issues that we always have in law enforcement, violence in the home, domestic violence, mm. is, is this very, very serious issue. And uh, it's unfortunate that she didn't reach out, you know, stronger. And I know that she had indications, but they should have been on top of it. Uh, he was able to go to ground, but it's like finding a needle in a haystack in many ways. Um, and I, obviously now there's there's still more to do. I heard there's a journal, so they want to look through that and see what's in there. They want to make sure that he wasn't aided and abetted in some way to remain underground for so long. So it's it's far from over at this point. There'll still be a lot more follow-up. Mm. Let's let's talk about life after uh, life after law enforcement. Mm. I mean, in yes. your 30 years, you wore the uniform. Yes. How's retirement so far? So far, it's good. I mean, I, I miss the people. Like, you hear that from every retiree, yeah. so it sounds so cliche, but I do miss the people. Mm. Um, but, you know, the way things worked out, and they'll read it in the book, you know, I felt like it was the time, I, it was a time that I had to walk away. You've talked about this. You resigned at a critical time on the heels of, you know, the protests uh, and calls for, for justice following the death of George Floyd. Have you had time to think about maybe how things are, how you would have done things differently or in the wake of all those protests, what should have been done? Or how do you wrap your mind around that season? It was yeah. tough. It was extremely tough. And I write about that as well. It was a very tough decision making, trying to make sure that you're taking care of the public, the protesters, uh, you know, and everyone else. But, um, it was important that we, you know, that we did things the way that we did. Right after, I was looking for other people for feedback, Center for Policing Equity, other police officers, International Association of Chiefs of Police. Is there a better way to do this? Do you think there was a better way? 
It's hard. We haven't found like particularly what we can do. Mm -hmm. They gave us some recommendations about making sure that the crowd can hear you when you're giving an order to disperse, for sure. example. Because if you don't, they don't hear it, then all they know is something's coming at them. Yeah. And they've been so we there are little things like that that mm -hmm. we can improve upon. But really, in this situation, we have these thousands of people who are there to peacefully protest and pockets of folks who are there to create problems. Right. You know, figuring out the strategy for that is still, we're working on it. What about the, the Seattle City Council? You say they didn't really work with you, and they go ahead, they vote to defund the police, and you said it was maybe... Some, at least it felt to you that it was somewhat personal. Oh, it, it absolutely felt personal. Uh, you know, I have been I have been on the police department 28 years. I worked with some wonderful chiefs and and, the, and command staff, and never had I seen a time when mm -hmm. the council wouldn't talk to the chief. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. even have a conversation about how to move forward. How we really? What's the plan? Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I'm not opposed to change. We do need to evolve and change. The data shows us that. But we need to have a plan going forward so that we don't have, you know, violence mm -hmm. and people not being safe in the right. midst of, of what we're dealing with. We should point out we did reach out to the Seattle uh, City Council for a comment about it, all of it, and we didn't, we didn't hear about yeah. it. Yeah, right. a lot to talk about. Carmen Best, thank you so much. It's all in your book. It's in the book. Right, yeah. that and so much more. By yeah. the way, Black in Blue is out tomorrow. Thank, thank you, you for coming in this morning. Thank you. Thank you all. Up next, a superstar duo, Benedict Cumberbatch, Claire Foy, live. Oh, look, the back of hey. That's a beautiful scarf. We can wait. It is. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> scarf. Uh, we're going to talk about their new movie and their scene-stealing co-star, a cat. That's right. <laughs> and then a little bit later, we're going to catch up with Tay Diggs talking about the return of his hit show and bringing back one of his classic roles. The third hour of today rolls on right after this. This morning, we have two incredible actors who are coming together on screen. For years, Benedict Cumberbatch played Sherlock Holmes before putting his powers on display as Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Claire Foy took home multiple Emmys for her portrayal of Queen Elizabeth in the hit Netflix series, The Crown. Well, now they are both starring in the new film, The Electrical Life of, of Louis Wayne. It's about the eccentric British artist who became famous for his unusual paintings of cats. Benedict portrays Louis, Claire playing his wife, but their relationship wasn't exactly love at first sight. Uh, good evening. No. What? Go away, go away. Yes, what? Why? What, what do you mean, why? Well, I don't, yes, of course, yes, sorry. What are you doing, Mr. Wayne? What do you want me to, I don't Get understand. Out. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, right, yes, of course, sorry, I apologize. I am under your employ, Mr. Wayne, but I do not expect to have to tolerate you barging in here after hours while I'm, well, it doesn't matter what I was doing, does it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benedict, Claire, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Uh, this is just such a terrific film about such a, a, a well, a, an eccentric artist, uh, but somebody who has touched a lot of lives. Benedict, were you a, a, aware of Louis Wayne before you took the role? No, embarrassingly, I wasn't. I mean, I really did come to this cold, and when I read the script, I was just so blown away by the extraordinary uh, endurance of the man, the sort of quiet hero in a very busy Victorian era, someone who found living on this planet quite difficult. He was quite odd. He suffered uh, from certain mental health issues throughout his life, and he produced this huge amount of art. But at the heart of it all, his love affair of cats and his love of Emily, this incredible partner who he meets through being his uh, his sister's governess, a woman 10 years older than him, uh, both scandalous things, but they fell in love and they, they married Paula. Hmm. And I was just intrigued by, by that story and where it took him in his incredible life thereafter. 
And Claire, is it true that, that you got involved in sort of an unusual way that Mr. Cumberbatch here just called you up and was like, hey, uh, Claire, I'm, I'm doing this weird film. You want to you 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 do it with me? Is that how it happened? Basically. Um, <laughs> but Benedict sent me a text because it was very late on and I think somebody else was supposed to be doing it. So lucky for me that they didn't end up doing it. Um, and he said, no, it never happened. No one else was doing it. Um, and it he just said, you. look, we're in a real situation. We need someone to step in. I'd love you to do it. Um, and then I talked to Will Sharp, the director, who's a genius. And, uh, yeah, I signed up pretty much straight away. It was such a lovely, lovely project. Well, it worked out. Benedict, one of the things Louis was known for, which I think is so cool, I'm intrigued by him, too, in his life, but his ability yeah. to draw with both hands simultaneously. And I learned that, or I heard that you learned to do that. I did, uh, with a lot of help from an amazing art department. That's and amazing. Only for very, very brief snippets. But um, that was one of his, it wasn't even the party trick. He was just so fast that yeah. he had to use both of his hands, and he could. And he was incredibly skilled as a draftsman, as an observational drawer, but also later on in his life, this incredible amount of patination and electrified kind of work started to appear in the color and the form of color. And with that, he he used both hands and he sort of sculpted the paint in symmetrical patterns like a kaleidoscope around the cats and their eyes and um yeah he found a lot of fame in the, in the sort of occult uh psychedelic era of the 60s mm -hmm. and 70s again way after his death because of those um, bright vivid patinations but yes I learned eventually to do it a little bit with, uh, with both hands. It's quite true. Oh. <laughs> and, and Claire, they say, never work with small kids or small animals. And yet <laughs> you have a co-star who's a cat. Uh, what was, are, are you a cat person? Um, I don't seek them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds like, sounds know, like a no. <laughs> but I admire them from a distance. Oh, then they were very close in this in this film. But I mean, I loved. I had a wonderful experience working with the cats. I loved them, and they. But Benedict, I think Claire got kittens. Doesn't that's why Claire, Claire got the ones that play with balls of wool and lick from sources of milk, and they're very sweet. But anything older than a kitten, that is your entire day waiting for a cat just to cross a room. Oh, that's hey, 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 Benedict. Before we let you guys go, we we have to ask about Doctor Strange too. Uh, what can you tell us about the film? Uh, very excited. Sam Raimi's at the helm, so expect extraordinary things. And, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of making it even better. We've got some reshoots coming up in November and December, and Ooh. then it comes out in May, and I guess you'll have to wait until then. That's all we're going to get. That's, that's a all, good tease. That's all we're getting. I'll take it. Claire, congratulations, by the way, and your Emmy win for the crown. Did you? Ex I, I don't want to say, did you expect to win for that? You know how much we all love you. <laughs> No, I, I didn't expect to win. Uh, it was a bit of a shock, but lo so lovely. It just was such a lovely kind of memory of the show and that people still like it. And, absolutely. Um, oh, and love it. I love it. it. Really wow. said like, love. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where do you keep the statuette? Where do you keep your... Yeah, I haven't got it yet. Oh. I presume it's in customs somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's in a shipping when I, container. When I get it, it'll be on my bedside table. I feel like, oh, I feel like someone should get Claire for her Emmy. Like she wins yeah, an Emmy. Walk it over. <laughs> what the should they send that express? Cool. Maybe. Claire, thank you so much. Benedict, thank you also so much. Uh, the Electrical Life of Louis Wayne in select theaters now, then streaming November 4th on Amazon Prime and Benedict on the spare time. Maybe another uh, episode of Sherlock Holmes, if you, <laughs> if you please. We're, we're all waiting for that. <laughs> Good times. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Just, Thanks. just ahead, more talent in studio. Tay Diggs.
is live here today. We'll find out about his return to the sidelines in All-American and look back at his iconic role that turned 20. And then later, it's date night and Make Ahead Monday. Our pal Sama Dada is putting her spin on some sweet treats you can make at home. We'll be right back here on the third hour of today. Date butter. This morning, we are catching up with the one and only Tay Diggs here in the flesh. We all remember when he made a splash in the film, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. He was also, you know, we always have to roll that video. He was also a (laughs) member of the original Broadway cast of the Tony-winning musical, Rent. Tay, keeping busy. New Mm -hmm. season of his CW show, All-American, kicks off tonight. He plays a football coach and a father just trying to do the best by his team and his family. So, All-American, this new season, where does it take viewers? Oh man, it, uh, it, we the show kind of uh, changes. It it, it 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 has all of the good stuff from from the past three, but now we're uh, everyone's kind of uh, uh, beginning a, a new chapter of, of life. You know, the the kids are graduating. You know, the the parents are back together. Um, certain people are are not playing anymore. You know, we have new players coming on board, and it's dealing with a lot of betrayal, mm. uh, forgiveness and uh, things of that nature, so it's been fun. You mentioned kids, speaking of which, I was reading this morning, I didn't realize this, this show is special for you in many ways, and you watch it with your son. I do. Walker, how old is he? I do, he is 12. He's Uh, 12 and he's hooping up a storm. Yeah, I feel so, he is. Look at that guy. So what's it like to watch a CW show with your son? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just happy he wants to spend time with me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is. Uh, but I feel extra grateful just because uh, he's at that age where he's really starting to get the world and mm-hmm. life mm. and uh, and all of its difficulties. And we deal with a lot of that on the show. So uh, I'd much rather him, you know, uh, ask me right there mm-hmm. in person yeah. than go and, and hear what is, what is, you know, you know, his friends have to uh, true. Yeah. Hey, you're keeping busy. Uh, you're, you've lent your voice to the new Netflix series, Ada Twist, yeah. Scientist. What inspired you to do that? Uh, well, once again, anybody that wants me, I'm, I'm, still, I'm hyped. But, uh, you know, coming up, the, uh, the, the, the show is about a little, a little uh, African-American scientist yeah. who's always kind of getting into trouble and inventing things. And when I was coming up, we just didn't have cartoons like that. Sure. Um, where, where little people uh, uh, were animated uh, figures looked like me. So yeah. that was number one. Number two, um, uh, McStuffins. Uh, I think Doc. Doc McStuffins. Yes. I'm a huge fan of uh, of her as well and I just work on that show so well, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, man. Which character? I get around, man. Which get character around. on Doc McStuffins? It was, uh, uh, I forget, a singer. I don't okay. know if I rode a motorcycle or something. Right. Ooh. My daughter, my five-year-old loves Ada, by the way. Oh, for real? Oh, just discovered oh, it like a few weeks ago. She yeah, loves it. Yeah, it's a great it's show. Right. It's a great show. So it it is hard it. to believe, Tay. It's been 20 years since The Best Man came, came out. And last it year, our sister, to our sister company, uh, Peacock, announced that we're doing a limited series. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Are we stoked about being back with the original cast? Sure, sure. It's uh, it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, we were all the cast is on a huge uh, text chain, and fun. we're all you know making that's sure everybody. I know that's the fun. That's role. that's one chain to be on. Yeah, yeah. You would think sometimes it can get a little dicey, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know we're trying to find time and everyone's schedules. 
and you know, make sure the money money's right. But but I think it's gonna it's gonna be okay. Yeah, well, so it's, Peacock's got plenty of money. Yeah, it, it's gonna be What'd fine. What'd you say? Pe <laughs> Peacock's got plenty of money. Oh, okay. Hey, Tate, oh wow, look at the time. Tate Diggs, <laughs> it was so good seeing you once again. I love Thanks it. so much. Season four of All American <laughs> premieres tonight on the CW. Congratulations. I, see, I need this job. So I'm just gonna keep 97 projects. Up next, our buddy Sama Dada. <laughs> She's got our two recipes you are going to dig. Now, it's not as in Tay digs, but dig well enough. She's works. putting a healthier spin on two sweet treats. Then tomorrow, Grammy winners Lady A are live, bringing some new music to the third hour of today. We'll continue right after these messages. I, I just assumed the deal was done. Man, I mean, it is. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. It is Make Ahead Monday, and we have some sweet treats to share. Here to help us is one of our favorite people on the planet, author of Dada Eats, Love to Cook It, and host of Hashtag Cooking on our Today All Day streaming channel, our friend, Sama, Sama Dada. Dada. To say it with the right inflection. That's a nobody, great show, by the way. Nobody but greets me the same anywhere else I go. Great show. There you go. Oh, so we here's love the you. thing. Let me tell you really quickly about Sama. She was with us here working with us on the Today Show, and she would always make these sweet, healthy treats, mm -hmm. and they were yummy. And now to watch her career bloom and blossom Aww. where she can share her recipes with you. Trust me, everything she makes is a home run. Thank you. Why do you so love we're dates? We're gonna start with dates. Yes, I love dates. You all know I love dates. I snack on them, yep. I cook with them, I bake with them. Well, and this is a really amazing way to use dates. It's okay. a date caramel. Very, very simple. You go we're on that side. I'm sure, going sure, go sure. to we're starting, try it. So we're starting with dates, and because we're going to blend them, actually, I want to soften them. So the okay. way to do this, this is a great way to revive your dates as well if they're getting mm. a little bit dry. Soak them in hot water five to ten minutes, and then you've got, like, really nice, soft dates. Perfect for a little date caramel. We're and these are pitted, right? They are pitted, yes. We are not eating the pits today or, or any <laughs> day, honestly. We don't want to do that. I have some almond butter in this blender already. You love the almond butter. I love an almond butter. But mm. I also love a it's peanut good. butter. You I, could, don't, I don't discriminate. So you, you, you don't 
No shame on your butter game. No shame in my butter game, Al. Okay. Never. <laughs> Got some almond butter or peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Dates, we're going to add a little bit of vanilla extract, mm -hmm. some maple syrup. And, and listen, dates are very sweet already. Right. They've got natural caramel undertones. Not adding too much maple, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then here's my little plot twist, a little cardamom. Ooh, if cardamom. You, it's really nice and fruity and piney. I've never it's, cooked with cardamom. It's delicious. What a surprise. And, yeah. <laughs> no, go away. <laughs> the shade, the shade. If you don't have cardamom, you can use cinnamon. Okay. Totally fine. She but won't I have either one. I have cinnamon. Oh, that, hot water. Make snickerdoodles. Yeah, yeah, cinnamon followed by toast parts. <laughs> I'm not going to be rich my life. Blend this up. So good. I feel like I'm in the middle of something. Blend Always. this up. Always. <laughs> and then you've got this really luscious, really gorgeous mm -hmm. date caramel. Perfect with apples. Swirl it into oatmeal as like a little natural sweetener. Right. It's really, really good and versatile. Okay. I love what, the date. What I do you like to date. bake? How do you like so, to bake the dates? If you're not eating this with apples, if you're not, you know, putting on your oatmeal, you can make a date caramel stuffed cookie loaf cake, which wow. is what we're making today. Delicious. Okay. We've got some eggs in here. We're gonna mm -hmm. add some melted and cooled coconut oil. Straight in there. Chanel, you want to help me? You want to add this coconut sugar? I would love to. Amazing. What is that? <laughs> all of this? Yeah, we're going to add all of it. Coconut sugar. So this oh, is my favorite unrefined mm -hmm. sweetener. I kind of toggle between maple syrup and... I don't know why I said toggle. That's such an interesting word. No, it's Toggle good. between maple syrup and mm -hmm. coconut sugar. I've never um, used coconut. Unrefined, unrefined sweetener is really delicious. So we're going to mix that up. Right, We've got some mix. almond flour here. Hey, Samba, if you wanted this yeah. to be uh, vegan, yeah. what, would you, what would you substitute for the eggs? Totally. I like to use flax eggs, Al, as a vegan mm -hmm. egg substitute. It's basically just ground up flax seed mixed with warm water. Oh. It gets kind of gelatinous, and you can use it as a nice gelatinous. binder. Mm -hmm. okay. Gelatinous. That's one of my favorite words. <laughs> I used some weird words on here today. Almond flour, right. some baking agents, some salt. Mm -hmm. we'll combine, Chocolate chips? Yeah, we'll combine our wet and dry ingredients. Okay. There we go. I love this energy for you, Chanel. Because oh, I'm trying to get to this loaf over here. So we've got half the loaf in here. We're going to add our date caramel straight on there. Al, oh, if you want to do that. Oh. That's going to be the nice middle layer. We'll follow it up with the rest of the loaf. So mm -hmm. just kind of you have it. Oh sandwich bet between, right. and then you've got this gorgeous loaf cake. If you can see, it's got that really nice date caramel in the center. Mm. It's sort of between a cookie bar, a loaf mm. cake. Oh, this is dense. 45 to 55 minutes, wait until a toothpick insert in the center. Oh, it is clean. dense. Oh, that's yeah. good. And it's moist, it's delicious, and look at how few ingredients we use to make it, right? Very, very minimal. So this is why we always talk about how you're so amazing, because oh. I, you taste this, it tastes naughty, but you see what she put <laughs> in it. It's all naughty. It tastes naughty, but yet but it's, it's good for you. It's so good for very you. Very minimal, right. real ingredients. And it's like gluten free if you care about that. If you don't, you'll still like it. They still really like good. it. That's right. Oh my and gosh. it's not at all gelatinous. It's this not at really all gelatinous. It's really very good. moist. This is, good. Yeah, this is great. I'm not afraid of the word. No. You prove that you can eat healthy and it can be yummy at the same time. Thank you, Chanel. Well, it's hard to do. She also li lives a very healthy lifestyle. She does, and I want to be like her. You guys are my original taste testers, so right. I always have to be for that. For Sama, sure. thank you so much. Thank you, Chanel. For these recipes, thank you'll want to do this one and more. Head to today.com slash cooking. And don't forget to watch the season finale. Season finale? I know. Can you wow. believe? Of hashtag cooking <laughs> this morning at 11 a.m. on Today All Day. You can just go to today.com and you'll find it. And if you want to catch up on any older episodes, because she has a lot of recipes, just head to our YouTube channel. So good. Well, you can do another season, aren't you? Absolutely. We'll be right back. Sama Dada. <laughs> so good. Guys, before we go, we have some exciting news to share. I was going to do this, but I just don't have time because I cook too much. So Mr. Al Roker now is going to do this. He is now the host of his own podcast. It's called Cooking Up a Storm with Al Roker. I really am excited about this. I called on some friends to help prepare the best Thanksgiving feast ever. Celebrity nice. chefs like Ina Garten, Marcus Samuelson, Alexander Smalls, all serving up great tips and recipes. Six episodes all drop next Monday, November 1st. Find them where you get your podcast or scan your QR code on the screen. It'll take you there. We've also got 
hot cure. We've also got a, a video version of it as, too, as well. Coming up tomorrow in the third hour, Alyssa Milano live to share her new project. Nice having you here I the whole it. hour. Hi. This has been fantastic. Isn't it fun for a whole hour? Goodbye, everybody.